Okay, everyone, welcome to our town hall meeting. If you would find a seat, and thank you for joining us online. We appreciate everyone being here. Uh, Wade's going to come now and uh, begin our meeting. Thank you, Gary, and thank you for joining us both in the room and online. If you are in the room, I hope that you picked up at the door. Uh, well, now all the copies are... There's some more in the back. There's some more in the back. Uh, it's just a summary on the front. There's, a, there's, a, there's an overview of the architectural changes, and on the back there's a summary of the cost. If you uh, have a smartphone or an iPad, you can go to centralbearden.org, and there are a couple of different ways you can do that. You can click on live stream, and when you go to live stream, you'll see all of this information plus more, and then to the right of that page, when you click on live stream, you can even uh, submit questions when we get to our Q&A part of that. It was 10 years ago that I came, uh, a, little, a little over 10 years ago, and one of the first questions I ask is, uh, wow, with all, I'm so impressed by our church and so impressed by you and all the ministries that are taking place. And I said, well, why have we never bought the property behind us? And it always began with a deep sigh and then a long story that ended with, it will never happen. And, and I heard multiple versions of that story for multiple years, and I take absolutely no credit. It just happened to have happened uh, while I'm here, and we give God this incredible thanks for this opportunity. And so tonight, it's our opportunity to present to you, the members of Central Bearden, our dream for this property behind us that we were told we could never have. And so now we do have it. And... What do we do with this? And how does it fit our mission and our opportunity and express the love and concern that we have not only for our own people, but for our community? So will you please join me in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Uh, it feels good to feel sunshine. It felt good to see our friends and neighbors and to smile at each other. It felt great to hear voices singing praise to you. It felt good to be quiet for a few moments and to focus and to listen for your voice. And we do that again tonight. Thank you for your incredible gifts to us. And what we need tonight is wisdom and vision and faith that comes from you. May your will be done in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Gary? There we go. There's a picture of the, uh, the current building that's on the property behind the church. It was in uh, January 2019 that we actually closed on that property behind the church. I don't know if any of you remember what we paid for it. We worked with our trustees in acquiring that property, $375,000. We had appraised. Uh, Charlie Wagner was uh, very much involved in helping us uh, work that negotiation out. I appreciate him in that process. But since January 2019, we've owned that property. And um, it's just been sitting there. Um, it wasn't until August of 2019 that the property adjacent to the church on the west side um, 
uh, became, um, uh, we had the opportunity to sell that adjacent property. And we did that, we had a, a church called business meeting and we sold that property for $1.6 million. We had a, some ministries uh, in that building that uh, we've had to temporarily uh, relocate. And uh, that leads us uh, to really to today's um, uh, town hall meeting subject. Um, I sat down with um, our, our properties committee and our finance committee, as well as our, our uh, ministry center uh, committee. Um, and we began to discuss about uh, what we might do with this property behind the church. I sat down with um, Bill Vincent, our uh, one of our church members and architect, and we've been we had several meetings on um, what the desires could be for that property, and so Bill took all of that listening and all those ideas and put them in uh, just a wonderful plan, and I'm gonna let him come and explain to you the vision that we have uh, for that property. Bill, you come on up. Thank you, Gary. I'll, uh, I'll just show some slides and discuss those a little bit and uh, hopefully give you an overview and then we'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. Of course, this is the existing view from the front of our building, the east from the east parking lot. And you see the parking lot goes almost up to the building in this plan. This next shot is a proposed 3D view of what we hope it will look like when the addition is done. The part to the left of the existing building is a new assembly space. Uh, what you're seeing there is uh, landscaping and sidewalks that come out and take up part of the parking spaces in the lot to help draw you into the ministry center and also the prayer garden, which is to the right of the tower, the existing tower there in the middle of the space. You'll have a little, uh, uh, arbor as you come through the gates into the prayer garden. There will be a seat there as you're coming up the steps that will indicate that it is the prayer garden and allow you to sit and wait if you're waiting on other people to come with you on your trip to the garden or to the ministry center. The covered canopy, it leads directly into the ministry center and there is handicap accessibility from that direction. This is the existing back of the site and this is what we hope it to be with the addition. And what you're looking at here is a, an addition of storage and uh, assembly area, a dining and kitchenette on the back of the building, on the west side of the building. And over the left of this picture, you're seeing the back of the prayer garden. And the part in the, in the front is a, just a green space because during the discussions, one thing that came up is we wanted not only outdoor learning area, but we also just wanted a green space for the kids to be able to come out and play. This is a view at the outdoor learning classroom. Uh, the wall there to the right is a kind of a teaching wall. It's, it'll have power and data, so you can have computers and anything you want to set up out there. It is planned to have speakers in the prayer garden, so you could play music or have a program in the prayer garden if you wanted to. So you're looking through the classroom up toward uh, the entry to the prayer garden in this shot. This is a shot inside the classroom area, again looking toward the front. Uh, and in this one you can kind of see the blue uh, cloth there at the top. That's a fabric that can be 
drawn back or open completely so you can have it completely open to allow the sun in or close it off so if it's too sunny or bright you can close that and have classrooms about any time of day. Uh, this is an overall view uh, from a, kind of an aerial from the northeast. You see there on the left of the picture again the, the walks that go out into to the drive so you'll come off the drive directly into the ministry center or directly into the prayer garden. We also have uh, a, a access from the existing church. You see that sidewalk just above where it says aerial view. And that's a second gate that leads you into the prayer garden from the church area. And then the, uh, the assembly area is on the left. The new storage area is on the right. And the outdoor classroom is there also on the right. Uh, where you see the lattice. And that, that's very similar to what we currently have over at the core building. <clears throat> this is the existing overall site plan. Uh, <clears throat> and the existing building, there you see the little bit darker gray is the existing office area. That's about 3,000 square feet. The part behind that is the Bloom Center, which is about 8,100 square feet. And uh, you can see right now there's parking almost up to the building. The building over on the right-hand side is the, is the Quonset Hut that's not on our property. And that's kind of a view of the outside. It's a little bit overgrown. They had some cross ties that they had laid out that's uh, deteriorated quite a bit. So all this will, be, will, will go away and the new prayer garden will be added there. <clears throat> this is the building addition on the overall site. And uh, if you see, again, on the left, there's a darker gray area. That's the assembly area. It's about 688 square feet. That'll serve about 50 people at a time. The darker gray on the right is the addition to the dining area and to storage for all the different ministries that'll be in the space. And the bottom of the page is the prayer garden. And we'll see some bigger shots of that. This is the existing plan. <coughs> We, uh, it's hard to read from this shot, but several of the walls are kind of dotted in. We've tried to keep as much of the existing walls as we could, but we've t torn out some to make the space work better for the way we need it for the ministry center. And of course, again, the top is the Bloom Center. Uh, that's part of our existing, or was not too long ago, part of the inside of our existing space. Now, certainly all of the space wasn't like this. But it was old and uh, in poor shape, and some of the areas were in very bad shape, as you can tell by this picture. We had a friendly raccoon that lived in our uh, attic space of the, of the building, and that's what he left. <clears throat> this is a little bigger, bigger view of the plan. Again, the assembly area uh, to the left. You come from the parking lot. Uh, up the sidewalk directly into a vestibule, that, and that is the existing vestibule in the existing building. And then the lighter gray is renovated space. It will have uh, completely new interior finishes, uh, new ceilings, new lighting. The, the lighting in the existing building is very bad. Most of the rooms don't have switches. You have to go to the panel box to cut your lights on in your office. And so uh, there's also uh, uh, additional toilet renovations and things in that space that we'll uh, again see in some larger plans. And to the to the right is the storage area. This is the east side of the space showing a bigger blow up of the meeting room space. So you have access 
to that meeting space from outside without having to enter the ministry center. So you could, and that's a wheelchair accessible space to that room. So you could have meetings in that room without having to open any of the other building. Or the, the ladder grade again is the existing building. So we'll have the existing vestibule, a reception work area. We'll have a new conference room there. And then to the left of that starts all the ministry offices. And we're showing there Samaritan's ministry as part of that. This is the west side of the plan. Again, uh, we're tearing part of the wall out of the existing end of the building that is the kind of a kitchenette now. We're making that kitchenette and dining larger. Uh, we're adding storage for each ministry at the end of the building. We're adding two new uh, men and women's handicapped toilets in the new part of the building. Uh, I would also say that uh, in the existing building, we're actually renovating that too. Uh, th those toilets there too to provide a handicapped toilet there that could be accessed directly from the Bloom Center without having to go on into the Ministry Center. If you see there also on the left-hand side of the plan, uh, there's a door that goes out into the uh, Bloom Center and that's kind of a calming room for uh, some of the kids that are in, working in the ministry center. Some of those have uh, times of emotional anxiety and so they need a space they can kind of be separated from the group, get away and calm down a little bit. So we provided a space directly off the Bloom Center for them uh, in the ministry center area. Uh, at the bottom of that page you see the uh, out outdoor classroom too. <clears throat> this is kind of the landscaping plan. Again, it shows the overall floor plan, but it shows what we're doing a little bit more on the prayer garden. As you come from the street, you'll come up the steps, you'll have the bench and the sign that says prayer garden. You'll enter through the arbor, uh, and, and as you enter, you will see the altar in the dead center circle of this space. Uh, there'll be four quadrants of this prayer garden, with four different prayer areas that you could go on either an organized prayer walk or a extemporaneous one that you just come, come uh, on your own. <clears throat> the prayer team is, I think has some great plans for this and plan to schedule events in this space so that it's well used. I think the outdoor classroom, uh, there slightly to the right of the prayer garden will be used by all age groups and we'll have to get someone to kind of coordinate and schedule that. Uh, and then of course the outdoor green area to the far right will just use, use as, on an as need basis by the kids. Let me say just a word about the function of the ministry center. I am on the Central Bearden ministry team and have been for several years. The purpose is to incubate new ministries. Our church has an overwhelming results in good new ministries that we have developed. Some that are no longer in the church, but have expanded well beyond the bounds of, of Central Bearden. But we've created so many new ministries that we saw it important to try to incubate new ministries. So there will be some existing ministries like Samaritan's ministry will be in the building and will probably be permanent because Wayne Smith is kind of the manager and overseer of the property, scheduling of the assembly spaces and the uses of the building. 
but the intent is, is to rotate people in and out of the buildings. They're trying to develop ministries. Some of those will fail. Uh, some of those will exceed greatly. And so that's the, really the purpose behind the uh, building part of this project. And I guess I'll turn it back over to Gary down, let him talk a little bit about the finances. As Wade said at the beginning of our meeting, uh, we weren't sure we'd ever own this property. I think God gave us this property. Um, and quite frankly, um, the property that was to the west of us, we had a building uh, that was needing an, uh, over a million dollars worth of renovation. Um, we had a tenant that was leaving and we were gonna have a, a big empty building that we were gonna have to care for and renovate and God put us in contact uh, with an accounting firm and we were able to sell our adjacent property for $1.6 million. Um, that was a God thing, folks. We couldn't have put that together. Uh, even to buy the building on the west side of the church in the very beginning, uh, that was a God thing. We haven't had a fundraiser for any of this, uh, but your faithful giving month to month, week to week, to the ministries at Central Bearden have provided for everything that we have done here at this church. And I need to say thank you to you for being faithful in your giving. And it's through that steady faithful giving and good stewardship that we've been able to um, accumulate some funds and we can do this ministry project without having to borrow any money, having to raise any funds with money in hand. So it's a great opportunity for us, but uh, we, need to, we need to act on that opportunity. And that's, that's why we're here to talk about um, these ideas. Uh, that property was sold next door in October 22 of 2019. After we paid the, the taxes off the sale of that property on the west side that were on that property, uh, we netted out 1 million 500, let me go, let me slide this one more sale up here. Uh, let me, here we go. Um, as you can see, we sold that property for $1.6 million. After we paid all the fees and the taxes, we netted a million five eighty-three five Uh While we had a tenant in that building, we uh, were using those, those funds to pay off the, the, uh, the debt on that property uh, and to um, apply those funds uh, into an account. And when they left, we had left over 186,245.56. Uh, we call that the TAG lease funds. That, that, that building was leased by a company called TAG, which moved right down the street. And so we have those funds in hand. We took the monies that 1,583,570.09 and the Finance Committee authorized us putting that funds to work for us in CDs and in a money market account. And that was done um, after we sold that property. So over this last uh, year, uh, year and a half, we've had those in CDs and now those CDs have appreciated. And so we now have a total as funds available of 1 million 793 That's what we have in hand. Let's talk about cost a little bit. 
Uh, we've given you a detail online and in the room of line item cost. Um, and um, if you look at the building renovation itself, it's going to be 946217 If you look at that outside area, 394937 And there's some soft cost, engineering fees, and so forth, uh, $41,849 for a total of $1,350,000. So obviously we have funds available. We have, um, and by the way, on these costs, let me say that these weren't costs. Um, we actually went to a contractor. One of our church members, Sam Smith, uh, is uh, part of a company uh, called Winston Construction. And we actually had their estimator uh, send out bids to subcontractors. We received those bids, we added all that up. So this, we feel pretty good about the, uh, the estimate of the cost that we have before you uh, that we could do this project for a million three fifty. So it's a current price. So that's where we are. We have the funds, we have the cost, we have it itemized, and we've told you a little bit about the project. What can we do with it? Right now it's not totally usable. It do, we need to do something with it. We need to do something with that project, uh, with that property. Um, if you just would dream with me just a bit, think about what we could do with that property. You know, when people ride down Dean Hill Drive, they see our church building and they see a steeple on the front, but it's hard to see inside that building to see what's going on. It's a, it's a bit of a mystery sometimes. What, I wonder what goes on in that church. What this outside property will do will give us an opportunity to uh, be like a neon sign as this is what this church is all about. We can see what it's about. It's about prayer. Our church has always been about prayer. Prayer will do mighty things for God. Prayer will lead to revival and relief lead to um, reaching our community. It's essential. Discipleship. The classroom's all about discipleship. You know, Jesus taught outside, didn't he? He used nature to teach spiritual things. Uh, it would have been nice to have an outdoor classroom during the pandemic that we could do something outside. Well, this is an opportunity for us to have some discipleship class space outside for teaching. And when someone comes up on our property, they can look out, they can see prayer, they can see discipleship. And then what about this greenhouse? Who would have ever thought, I don't know of another church that has a greenhouse ministry like we do, that even has a greenhouse. And through prayer, already we developed a bloom ministry to special needs children and adults and it's amazing what we see each day, each week in the Bloom Center. I see children's lives changed. I see kids that come in that space, they're uncertain, they might be a little agitated, they have maybe a frown on their face, but when they leave there's a smile on their face. And we would talk about we're growing flowers in the bloom ministry, but actually what Walter reminds us is we're not growing flowers, we're growing people. 
This ministry project, the whole idea is that we want to grow people. We need to plant seeds where there's a need. We, and we need to plant seeds in the area of prayer, in the area of discipleship, in the area of evangelism. And that's what this ministry center is all about. It's going to be our focus. The, the world about can drive up there and they can see ministry center and they can say, this is what this church is about. It's about reaching out to our community. And this is why there's so many, so much possibilities uh, involved with this whole project. I see it as essential. Uh, we have delayed it. We didn't think it would be smart to embark on this project uh, at the beginning of this pandemic. So we're approaching toward the end, uh, we hope, of this pandemic time that we're in. So we feel like uh, God has been actually planting seed, seeds during this time um, behind the scenes getting this project ready. Now, when you put a seed in the ground, you don't, what, you don't necessarily see it growing, but God is preparing this church to do some mighty things. And this, I think, is a project that can help our church grow. God wants, his, God wants his church to grow, and I think this project can help us. But we've, we've gone over the revenues, we've gone over the cost, um, and we're thinking there might be some questions that you might have so um, what we're going to do is, uh, is go to some questions, and this might be a question up already that we're getting online. Is that right or no? Yes. Okay. So this is, this is what we thought we would do. This is an informal uh, meeting today, town hall meetings. We weren't going to vote today. Uh, that, that's set for a, a business meeting. Today is a time for us to communicate share the plans and ideas that we've put together thus far, but we also want it to be a time that we would listen, listen to the people of the church, listen to your dreams, listen to your ideas, and hear your questions, and we'll try to respond to those questions. If you have a question, we have mics up in the aisle. Uh, please come to Mike and we'll try to recognize you and then we'll try to answer those. Plus we have uh, Rachel Cromer online, and she's going to be sending questions to our screens, and we'll try to answer those that way. Let me just say a word also about Rachel. We have a great director of communication. She has done a tremendous job, uh, not only with this project, in communicating what this project's all about, putting all this stuff on the website, getting it out there, getting text out there, getting emails out there. Uh, but she's also real creative when it comes to uh, uh, helping the church connect with the outside world. Uh, and it's amazing uh, what she has helped us do, but I appreciate your help today, Rachel, and getting us these questions. So I'll just read the question, and then Bill, uh, if you'll have a mic ready in case we need to answer that together. And um, I'm gonna grab a mic too. Um, Wade, if, there's a, if you need to respond, we'll get you a mic and we'll let you. But here's the first question. Will there be a volunteer work Will there be volunteer work done on any of the projects? And if so, what impact that uh, will that be on the bottom line? Well, let me just say, first of all, I, I need you to know that we've actually done uh, quite a bit of volunteer work on the project. Um, 
when you saw earlier a picture with all that insulation that was falling down in the building, apparently a raccoon had gotten up there and had a nest and had a field day. Uh, we had volunteers go in that building and pull, uh, pull a lot of that insulation out. Uh, we've gone in that building uh, uh, and, and took some sealing tile out. The volunteers took sealing tile out. Uh, we took some walls out. We took some flooring out. Um, and then we actually got a company to come in and help us get all that insulation out. So we have done some volunteer work moving forward. Um, I'm not sure how much more volunteer work we'll do. Most of it probably will work through a general contractor is the plan. Um, uh, when we did our core building, uh, we worked with a general contractor and uh, Sam Smith, the folks were talking about using this time. And I said, Sam, how can we help our cost? He said, well, Gary, you know, one thing that could help us, uh, if someone could come over and sweep the floors and clean the place each day, then our people didn't have to spend time in getting it ready to do the work for the next day. I said, we can do that. Uh, we can do that with this project. So if you've got a broom and a dustpan, come over once a day and we'll help clean up and that way we don't have to pay uh, these contractors to do that type of work. So that's, that's the, the main answer. Go ahead. And although most of the landscape plants will be installed by a subcontractor, we do have annual flowers and things that we are hoping that maybe the students can do some of those and plant those and put a little maintenance on those too. Thank you for that reminder. Uh, if you look around the church facility, uh, the flowers that are out by the various sides and some of the entrances to the building, all that's been done by volunteers. Sally Huff. Uh, you need to thank, thank, thank the Lord for Sally Huff. She loves planting and she loves flowers. And at our, all of our entrances, she has done most of those planting. Uh, I think she'll be excited about helping us plant uh, some flowers in the prayer garden and helping keep that up. And the idea was we might be able to use some of our bl bloom participants to come over and work. Not only are they gonna start flowers in the greenhouse, but they could actually come out to the prayer area and plant and start some seeds there and growing. And what an opportunity to marry this together with our Bloom Center. So that's, thank you for that, that Bill. Uh, we've got another question online. Let's see what it is. Um, who will be responsible for the upkeep of the prayer garden building? We are already are short staffed with maintenance. Will we hire or have volunteers? Um, let's see, in terms of the building, uh, maintenance would be done by our, our maintenance staff, whatever maintenance there might need to be. Um, and I think our staff, our current staff, uh, we certainly could, could handle that. Um, we would have to, some custodial needs over there. Um, so that will require some additional hours for, um, for, for cleaning that space, cleaning those restrooms each week. So that will be uh, some additional work that would be done. The upkeep in the prayer garden, we're, it will have a sprinkler system, so it's gonna be, uh, so we shouldn't have to water it. It should be, um, should be well watered. But there will be some volunteers that we hope that will help us do some maintenance in that area as well. So um, I don't, right yes, go ahead. Also is that although the ministry center is not intended as a revenue source, we will be receiving some 
rental fees from some of the people in the space. Some we'll be giving, you know, if it's a brand new ministry, they, we may be giving them free rent for a period of time, but, the, but it's a graduated step process where if they're there a long time, they do start paying some fees, and so we would have some revenues to pay for maintenance and some other things like that too. I looked up, we've had that building, uh, I've looked up, the last, someone asked me during the week, uh, what about utility cost over there in that facility? Right now for the last 12 months to operate the utilities for the greenhouse in that building, it's been about $12,000, about $1,000 a month for electricity, water, gas, all of that, about $1,000 a month. And we've been taking that uh, with some of those costs from our balloon center because they've added uh, they've had, we have to do some extra uh, heating in the greenhouse for the plants and so forth. The rest has been already absorbed into our utilities budget uh, that we currently have. Uh, is there another question? Yeah, another question. Does this include all of the interior furniture and fixtures that will be needed, this cost? Bill, I would say it would include fixtures. It includes fixtures. We have cabinetry and sinks and of course, toilets and toilet accessories, all that's in the project. That loose furniture is not part of the million three. Right. Um, many of these ministries that um, will come into an office space will, will bring their own office desk or uh, something that will meet their needs for their particular office. Now, we do have some furniture left over from those that were in our ministry center when we had the, uh, the building to our west. Like Samaritan Ministries, they, they have a desk and, and so forth that uh, we have stored in the, uh, in the building here. Uh, the KIN, who were out in that building, have some furniture already that will move in that space. Um, but uh, there are no plans to have to buy a lot of furniture at this point in time. Any other? Next question. If the east side meeting room, if the east side meeting room only is open, will there be restrooms access? East side. Yeah, the, on the east, there, if it's just the room open, there's no, no bathroom within the assembly room. But there is a bathroom just off the office area, right outside the, this assembly area. So if it was something that's gonna be more there more than just an hour meeting or something, that have to open up that end of the ministry center to allow them to have access to the bathroom. I think we answered that one. Is there another one? Uh, is the prayer garden, okay, whoops. Thank you, no, you're doing great, Rachel. Is the prayer garden really necessary? I'm concerned because of the lack of use of our courtyard and prayer room that it will not be utilized. Um, I guess you would have to answer that in your opinion, is it necessary? We have some space that certainly could be beautified. Uh, why not make it more than just beautified and make it useful for prayer? Um, I think the intention was that we would um, utilize our own uh, prayer ministry team of the church to schedule actual activities in the uh, prayer garden. So I see it as some place that will be utilized. But I hope it will also get utilized, but not just those th times when we schedule things there. Um, uh, and just think about preschoolers and moms walking from their build, from the back parking lot into this facility. Boy, wouldn't it be neat to see a preschool and mom take advantage of just walking through that prayer garden 
and having their child uh, stop a minute and they could talk about uh, the specialness of that place. But um, I think it's a great opportunity. Question in the room. Uh, that was Tim Earl on our, from our staff was reminding me that the prayer garden is, is part of our, um, our vision when we had the plan book and we had different parts of uh, a vision within our plan book, our ministry plan book. Uh, part of that vision was to establish a place for prayer. And uh, this would, this is, that's where this actually idea came from. Uh, was from that vision plan. You know, you mentioned that vision plan, that plan book. Uh, part of that, that plan book also had a, a community outreach feature to it. And this ministry center uh, fits right in with that outreach plan of reaching out to our community. There's a lots of things we could do with our community. Uh, you know, if we had, if we just, the church decided to do this, I would love to have um, uh, some of our ministries, city ministries, maybe the mayor of our city over here, breaking ground and talking about the importance of, of the, the church helping its community and how much um, we need to work together on doing that. But anyway, uh, I think that answered that question. Rachel, is there another one online? Uh, what is the anticipated schedule for the project start and completion? Um, well, uh, we uh, have a couple of steps. We have one, if the church votes to do it in April, one, the first thing we would need to do is get uh, city um, approval. What do you building call permit. Thank you, thank you, Bill. Uh, get a building permit approved by the city. Uh, that would be the first thing. That can take some time. Uh, Bill, it could take up to a month or so. Yeah, it could easily take 30 <coughs> days or maybe 45 days. Um, so uh, that's one thing. Uh, one thing the properties committee uh, uh, suggested that we might consider doing is um, if we had a favorable response from this meeting and felt like um, the church seemed to be really for us doing this, we could go ahead and submit it to the city and see what we hear back from them, anticipate some costs that might be with the city, and therefore when we had our business meeting, we'll have a better idea if there are any other requirements the city might make of us. And um, I think that's uh, a wise uh, decision. So, uh, but that would be one thing we would need to do. And then the project could start, I would say, at least within 30 days after that, Bill? Yeah, I think they're ready to start within a couple of weeks of when they're notified. Um, the project itself, when I talked to the contractor uh, a couple of weeks ago about this, um, uh, we thought that it would be very easy to say that it would take between uh, six and seven months to get the project completed from start to finish. So that's the timeline that we're, we're thinking. Could be done a little less, but to be on the safe side, six to seven months. Next, next question. Uh, why are we pouring over one million into this property when there are areas in our main building that need upgrades. Boiler system, well the boiler system has actually been renovated uh, recently, totally 
uh, renovated inside, and that's up to snuff. We can always work on some bathrooms. We do have some uh, project about our fellowship hall. We'd like to take our curtains and redo the walls in the fellowship hall. I think that could run about 25,000 or so. Uh, so there are some other things on our, on our to-do list, um, I think is what this is asking. Um, and so um, I think that the costs are what the costs are. Um, I think it's essential to make uh, the existing property we have outside a priority because it does fit with our game plan. Uh, but certainly, we shouldn't stop here. And let me say this, uh, one other thing, how I might answer this. Um, you know, um, we don't have to use uh, $1,350,000, all this money in hand for that project that it's going to cost if we had members contribute to it. We could reduce this cost. You could help us by actually giving toward the ministry center project. The more the church would support this, the more we would have left over to use for some other projects. So I hope that was okay to say. Uh, Wayne, in the room. We've got a question in the room. Thank you, Wayne, for coming and being here. Please give us some wisdom. <laughs> now that's a tall order right there. Um, I just want to say something about the, the money and kind of why the, the money that we have needs to go where we're talking about putting it. Um, uh, our church began a process of, of having an outreach ministry center. I, do you know when the, uh, the Marshall property was uh, acquired? Oh. I just, I don't. Thank you. Thank you. So the, the, Mar, the Mars Hill Baptist Church uh, building was made available to Central Bearden basically for a song in 2006. It was about 300000 I think, of debt we had to take care of that. And so uh, that's, a, that's a really good song, but it's a song in the, in the big picture. And so uh, there were several ministries, including Samaritan, uh, Word Players, um, there were some others that operated out of that building on, on Mars Hill, Mars Hill Baptist Church on Middlebrook. And when that building was sold to the Anglican Church that acquired it, there were funds accumulated, and those funds were put into the, the ministry building over here to the west that I think you, we've called it the Willis Building and different, has different titles. Anyway, it was a ministry center. And so when that building was, was sold, um, there was, a, there was a desire on the part of a lot of people connected with this whole process. Uh, staff, uh, people on a ministry center committee that Bill mentioned, um, to use the funds that came from selling the ministry center to make ministry center a permanent part of this church because it's always been kind of off-site. And so there's a, there's a reason that the funds that have been acquired sort of have a tag on them uh, to be used for this kind of purpose. Just wanted to make that. Hey, no, thank you for that too. That our the earlier ministry center at the Willis Building, the space we occupied there was just under 5,000 square feet. The building we're talking about now, the with the additions, are about 100 square feet less than we had originally. So we're simply replacing the ministry that we already had. And I believe, 
I may be wrong, but I believe part of the motion when we sell that building is that we would maintain the ministry center with equal or better facilities. Yeah, when we dis uh, part of the discussion of selling the property on the west side that uh, that we've been talking about is uh, there were certainly statements made in that business meeting that we were going to take care of these ministries that were in that building that we were going to have to relocate, and that it was our intention uh, to um, to utilize this property behind the church and to have a ministry center back there. So that was part of all that discussion, uh, but I think we maybe answered that question. Is this, I got a new question. Are there opportunities for family programs to dedicate, space, dedicate spaces or give to offset the cost and support the maintenance of these spaces? So as I'm reading that question, um, I think we're, we're, we certainly want uh, folks to be able to contribute uh, to the cost that can offset the cost of this project. Uh, we certainly um, uh, want to allow families uh, to be able to utilize some spaces. Uh, as Bill referred to, uh, some of these office spaces, we uh, could be getting some rental funds to help defray some cost. Uh, to help uh, us maintain that space. So I think there will be some opportunities uh, to support the ministry center. Uh, we'll, uh, so another question, another question. Susan, you wanna, well, we'll give you, yes, thanks Susan, come on up. I appreciate it. We'll have a question from in the room. I am so excited about this. Thank you. Because as you talk about growing the church, to me, this is our call to grow it in the community and we might come to a time when there are more people who are here every day of the week than there are on Sunday and that's okay because that's growing the church it is and so I'm excited about this two Thank questions you. okay I'll I try. know our property line comes right up to that Quonset hut has that property been sold and do we know to whom it's sold and what their uses might be and is that compatible that's a lot of question with with what we're doing? Uh, to, uh, the question is from Susan, uh, our property right uh, next to this ministry center property behind us, we mentioned a Quonsa hut and there's some parking lot property that the church used to lease behind us. Um, that, that property has been bought. It was bought by uh, an insurance build, a business. Actually the business is located a little bit further down, uh, down the road. Uh, we have, I've had conversation with that owner. Uh, uh, we had a meeting set up with our trustees and myself with that owner in December, but the owner um, asked that, uh, uh, to delay that meeting. Uh, he was talking to another developer. At that point in time, he was looking to relocate his insurance business on that property, a building for in, an insurance business. I think with what we're because I think we have a concern about that the other thing is um, the columbarium I'm kind of interested in that <laughs> and uh, where would it be and then I understand it would be funded by people who the families who are using it is that correct I don't yes um, Bill you want to say a little word about that yeah and can, I don't know if you want show back up yeah I think we can back this up uh, Rachel can we 
Number 21. We can actually. Oh. Okay, there it is. Okay, if you see the picture that's on the screen right now, as you come in the entry to the prayer garden through the arbor, to the left and to the right, there's kind of a white box, one up against the building, one near the fence. That's the two columbariums. So those would be located inside the prayer garden. We have a foundation set up for that, but the cost of the columbarium is not in the project because, again, the intent is if someone wants a space for their loved one to step, remain on the church property, then they would purchase one of those slots in that columbarium. And if there were enough people that purchased, we would then install the first unit of, of the columbarium. If there's a more than that, we would set up the second. And we, the intent is we could eventually set up four if we needed to. A, a columbarium is, uh, uh, a, out, in this case, it can be indoor, but in this case, it's an outdoor uh, structure that allows you to place urns or other uh, uh, your loved ones' remains within that space. And those are about uh, the ones we've got shown are about two by two by two each each unit. So I think there's 46 in each each, each of those units. <coughs> yes, and it's. It seems to be a thing that more churches are adding. Yeah. And uh, when you've had members that have been part of the church their entire life, it does seem logical that they'd want to stay and be part of it for eternity. Thank you. Thanks for that question, Susan. And are there any other? Uh, I'm gonna read this one and then we'll get David you coming up. Is there a need for an additional 50-person meeting space when we have the core and other used, underused spaces in the building? Uh, we do have a large building, and we do use a lot of our spaces. Um, on Monday nights pre-pandemic, we would have uh, BSF ladies in this space, 650 women, and then they would spread throughout our entire facility. So we do use a lot of our space. You, this mentions the core. We schedule the core, uh, I think the staff would tell you, uh, about every day, if not every other day, we have meetings in the core. We could use another core type space. Um, one reason it's so attractive is it's good to have a door, a, a space that you can park right next to it and go right in the room. Uh, we have a lot of Sunday schools and families ask for this type of small space. They don't have to enter in a big structure. It's easy for us to contain from a security standpoint. So I think having an additional 50 person meeting space would be very advantageous um, to answer that question. Uh, Dave, let me, yes, go let ahead. Let me add that too is, and Wayne, Wayne may begin to say the same thing, is this assembly space is also for use of those that have space in the ministry center. Good. A lot of those folks the people they are ministering to is not folks that really want to come in. They would be turned off by going to a meeting room inside the church. They probably just wouldn't participate. But there's therapy sessions and, uh, you know, of course, Wayne Samaritan's ministry. Some of his folks wouldn't. I think we've got a rapport with them now that they, they see the church as friendly. But 
prison ministries and therapy groups and abuse women and some of those that hate the church wouldn't think about coming inside for an assembly. Whereas if they're being helped by the ministry inside the center, they would come to this space because they, it doesn't, it's not the church. Thanks, Bill. David, we've got an inside room question from David Smith. A couple of comments and then a question. Oh, absolutely. First comment is <clears throat> when we talk about do we need a prayer garden, we have the courtyard, we have the prayer room, but the, by viewing the plans, it appears that the prayer garden is going to be accessible at all times. The courtyard is only accessible if the building's unlocked, as is the prayer room upstairs. So as greater availability for people to be able to use. Second comment would be about uh, taking care of the space. I want to commend the building committee and whoever's been involved because I've noticed throughout the building during the pandemic when there've been fewer people in the building, there's been a massive renovating, freshening of the building, taking care of old windows that have been replaced, on the, in the area where my Sunday school class is located. It's been recarpeted with new cove molding and the walls painted, fresh artwork on the wall t this week. So for the people that haven't been here because of COVID-19, there've been many things done to this building that will surprise people when they come back, when they, when they should feel comfortable to come back. Thank you, Dave. Okay. Question is this, I've noticed a sign out back that's uh, for closing the street. Is that a part of this project? Uh, that's a good question. That sign could be a little misleading. Um, and Bill, if you need to jump in here, I'll let you. Um, there is an easement um, on our property that we bought. Uh, Bill, as I understand, were there two houses there in an alleyway? Maybe you ought to explain yeah. it. Uh, actually, there is an easement through the middle of our existing building that should have been closed when that the original building was constructed. But that easement, as far as the city paperwork, still exists. So part of this would be simply to eliminate the easement that runs through the building, and then there's a, the easement also turns, and where you turn into the upper part of the, uh, the south part of the Bloom Center, the easement comes out that way too. So the intent is to close that down because there's nobody using it right now. So, uh, but to clarify, David, it does not close the street. That street actually leads to uh, this property that, we're, that Susan was asking about that, uh, that we don't own back there. So we weren't closing the street, but an alleyway that actually runs through our property and the Bloom Center and so forth. That's what that's about. I talked to the city about that this past week. It, it has to go through two readings. It passed the first reading, seemed to be favor, it was favorable, and they'll have a second reading in April, um, uh, and we hope that that would pass. Uh, uh, Wayne, yes. I wanted to make a comment about the, the need for the the large uh, meeting space oh, th uh, adjacent. You, yes. Um, if you have an office and you're meeting people by your office, um, whether it's Samaritan Ministry or other uh, ministries that would eventually have offices out there, you really need to be able to operate and have a conference room and a meeting space for um, programs related to your ministry that's 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 there in that space so people can come and 
And also, we want our ministry partners there to feel that they have a, a home in which to operate uh, that's uh, adjacent space that's convenient that they have access to because they have access to their office. You don't have to worry about how do I get into the main building and what's that going to be like for me and my uh, clients or whomever they're seeing. So that space will have many uses, actually. Ministry uses for those that are housed in the building and even church uses for those various ministries. Thank you for that clarification, Wayne. Ron, we've got an in-house um, question. Well, very quickly, I know you've looked at the construction cost. Have you looked at the fixed cost, which I mean personnel committee, your personnel cost, utilities, additional utilities, additional insurance cost? I'm sure you looked at some of this as because yeah. these are fixed costs that's going to be passed on to the church. Mm -hmm. um, we have looked at uh, some of those costs. I think I mentioned utilities already, and um, so we know there will be some added utility costs. And in terms of um, uh, insurance costs, building insurance costs, we actually already have insurance on that building right now, uh, but it was a very minimal. A very very small amount of additional uh, uh, space. We had insurance on the tag building next door, and the insurance that we're applying that was there uh, has been applied back here. We got a huge reduction, but once we start using it and so forth, I'm sure um, it'll go up some. But that'll be incorporated within the church budget, but should not stretch that budget at all. Um, am I covering all of that one? Did I cover all that one for you, Ron? Did I cover that one? Yes, Joe? Yes, and I'll, I'll read while, uh, while you're coming. Before landscaping is done, can the Bloom Center work with the landscapers to help lower the cost? I may be able to help on that one a little bit. I have I talked with Walter again, and he's looked at the uh, schedule of plants. Uh, they, they are not part of what would be capable for the Bloom Center to do. But again, there has been discussion about maintenance and then the, the annual flowers, about maybe planting those and taking care of those. But as far as most of the landscaping in the current plan, that would not be something the Bloom Center could help too much on. Yeah. Okay, I think we answered that. And Joe, yeah. Mine has to do with the uh, budget statement of the con uh, construction contingency is $21,000, right? Does that mean that if something has gone wrong and we need to redo it or something like that, that's all we have? <laughs> well, that, um, let me answer that. We put a contingency of that 21,000 in there, certainly to give us some leeway. Um, uh, could we have more? Yes, we could. Should you uh, have more? Should we have more? Uh, we're hoping that when we put these costs together, um, we, we told our contractor, let's, let's be on the safe side, very conservative budget side. We're hoping we can come in under these costs. Um, but that's, that's all that we have in this project. Yes, you could always put in more contingency. We do have other funds. Obviously, we're not spending all of our funds. Yeah. Um, so um, I think if our costs did go above what has been approved by the church, we could come back and have to talk to the church about that. All right. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, let me also add, we have in the bid a couple of ad alternates 
that we may not use. Uh, and those, uh, I know one, one of them was for a cross that uh, was a fairly elaborate, it was about $21,000. The discussion is that we probably just need to use a large stone altar. If that's, if that's the way we go, then that'd be another $20,000 $20, that would come out of the budget too. So we do have a couple of alternates like that. If, they, if we choose not to use them or if we run into money problems, we could just simply not do those. Any other questions? Uh, let's see, is this question online? Another one, thank you. Since the cost of this renovation will take up so much of the money we sold the property for, does this mean we're in a good place financially as a church to make other facility and support staff hires that are needed? Uh, let me say a, a little word about church finances. Um, uh, I brought a copy of our balance sheet uh, with me today just to let you realize that, um, um, first of all, from a budget standpoint, uh, we are, um, after we, at the end of February, from a budget standpoint, we're behind our budget by about uh, 6%. Um, uh, $91,000. We are um, receipts to expenses at the end of February are ahead, receipts are ahead of expenses $222,000 at the end of uh, February. That's five months. Um, we are, uh, we've set aside $300,000 operating costs uh, for the budget. We do that as part of our financial policy. And when we close the books at the end of our fiscal year last year in September, we closed the books with um, a little in excess of $470,000 we've set aside um, from prior year funds that we could always go to for other particular needs. So I think in terms of a cost of renovation and, and funds that we have on hand, I think financially, I think the Lord has blessed us because of your faithful giving. Um, uh, so I don't see this cost as causing the church, uh, in particular, money problems. I think is the way I un understood to answer that. Another question online. Why not wait until we have better feel for what will happen with the pandemic? Um, we could. We could wait longer. I sense uh, uh, that uh, we're uh, making progress with the pandemic uh, because of uh, the vaccines and the herd immunity. I, I think um, it's sooner than later. By the time we go to the city, if the church voted to do this, we wouldn't start this till probably, uh, let's say, June. Uh, I think we'll be in, uh, we'll have a better. Uh, situation from the pandemic situation, but you know, quite frankly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we'll be in terms of the pandemic, um, but I don't know that we should wait because of the pandemic. We've been doing a lot of, as David mentioned earlier, we've been doing a lot of work inside our building during this pandemic. It's actually a good time to do construction. The longer we wait, construction costs are increasing. Inflation is going up. 
Um, each day we're seeing the prices of building materials and so forth go up. We discussed this with our properties committee. So uh, they felt like it was important to, to kind of move forward and not, not delay because we'll see costs go up. So maybe that's the best way to answer that question. Um, comment? That was what you were going to say. Okay. Thank you. One of my property commitment members, yes. Other than the occupational opportunities, uh, what are some additional ways we're using or can use the greenhouse to serve the immediate area? Additional ways we can use, uh, this is asking specifically the greenhouse. Walter, you want to say a word about that? But they, I mean, you, we could expand and... Just to make sure everybody knows, we also have a program uh, now going pretty strongly, actually it's growing more than the high school program for adults with special abilities. So they come and do similar work, uh, but they also do some, they get other benefits too, just getting out and, uh, and being able to be together and socialize is really good for them. We have uh, considered additional programs that aren't really occupational opportunities, but they're that's similar to the adult program, opportunities to get together to do something for veterans and also an Alzheimer's uh, program. We haven't gotten those started. Um, we looked at things early on, like using part of it as an event space and things like that, but if you haven't been in there lately, you need to walk by one morning. There's 2,900 plants in there right now. There's not really a space for a person to stand hardly at the moment, so there's not a lot of places to have a, <laughs> pardon me, God's big dance floor in there. Um, you know, uh, it's just not that kind of place. We are growing, we're adding raised beds outside and we're raising uh, cut flowers. And last year we donated about 2,500 stems to random acts of flowers. So we're looking for things like that. In the very front, it's on the drawings, but it's not part of this project, but Knox County Master Gardeners are building a therapeutic maze that'll be accessible by anyone in power wheelchairs, regular wheelchairs, walkers to really enjoy that space right in front inside there. It's, uh, it's an opportunity to, again, minister to the community because it'll be open at all times. Um, Walter, I know one dream I had that we haven't quite got there with it was with uh, maybe some of our military personnel that might be disabled or wheelchair bound, give them an opportunity to come in and work absolutely. with our flowers uh, would, would be a dream that I would have for that space. Absolutely, so there's, uh, we, we think about that uh, and, uh, and we try to make contact with community leaders and, and organizations. And I think having the ministry center there will just create more connectivity with the, with the community and make more opportunities come about to use the greenhouse, even with some of these ministries. Uh, some, one other thing I say is that Knox County Master Gardeners will have to look for a place to meet uh, because they're tearing down the building we use at UT and replacing it. And so one, the, the meeting room will be pretty appropriate, I think. Uh, it's easy to get to right off of uh, off of 40 and so other things like that using the, this area to do educational programs in horticulture through Knox County Master Gardeners is, a, is an opportunity that we have not started because we just didn't have this meeting space it's educational space yet but when we do they're interested yeah. one thing we talked about I know I've talked about as a possibility you know we talked about that front meeting space we have some special needs um, children involved with our program and uh, we had a meeting the other day with their parents and we listened to their stories and these parents need ministering too 
and they need to have a support group in which they could sit down with each other to talk about their common needs and issues. This meeting space is gonna be perfect for a group like that. And it will be wonderful ministry that we can do for these families. Um, so that, I think we answered that question. Any, another one. Uh, you have created a very nice gathering space, place that is very visible to people passing. What security measures are being incorporated? Well, one thing, uh, Bill, on the plans, we do have a, a, a front, we have some gates and some fencing. The prayer, the prayer garden can be locked. Uh, it, the intent now, I think, is to keep it open most all the time, but maybe lock it up late at night. Uh, so it is lockable. The gate would be, the fence would be seven feet high. Obviously, that's, you can get into it, but you'd have to be sincerely interested in doing it to get in. Uh, we do have security cameras that are being added as part of the project. So, uh, you know, we, I would say we probably there would have as much or more security as we do in our church right now. Yeah, and I mentioned that we actually now have security cameras back there uh, that are on our building. We can see all the side property, the side in the back, the back. We have cameras that are monitored that I can take out my iPhone and actually look at at any time to see what might be happening on our property. So uh, I think security certainly is important. Uh, good lighting, I'm sure. And we've got light that we've got planned for that space. Uh, Walter, your question. That's a good question because the greenhouse, when we first opened up, we had a little bitty tiny bit of vandalism over there. Someone cut a hole in the, in the plastic and threw a two liter bottle through it, believe it or not. That's the only thing that I can recall that's happened over there and it's very visible. You know, there's very clear activities going on over there. The other thing that happens is you quite often see Knox County or Knoxville, I'm not sure which one, police, and they come and do paperwork in this back parking lot. I don't know if you've ever seen them parked out there. They do. But it's a really convenient place. They come, and that I think probably the community knows that, and they tend to stay away from this area because of that. So that's an extra benefit, I think, uh, uh, you know, from there, that standpoint. But I just want to say that in the time we've been in the Bloom Center, we've had since that very early, before we really got going, we had that little bit of vandalism, and we've had zero since then. Okay. Uh, next, next question. This, but if you see policemen stopped outside of a business late at night or somewhere just sitting there, it's usually because they have internet access from that site. So they're drawing in the internet from the church so they can do their reports and stuff. So that's part of the reason they're sitting there. <laughs> Hence, we, we, well, I shouldn't, I probably, we've had to, uh, you have to put a password for internet now outside, uh, but uh, anyway, that's another story. Uh, question, uh, next question, is it possible to see, create, to see or create a more simplified outdoor plan that off, still offers a place for prayer, but allows for some of the proposed funds to support other ministries? Uh, Bill, how would you answer that? I mean, we... Uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. obviously we think we've got what people have requested in the plan. Uh, there were a number of requests for outdoor classroom space. There was a request for the prayer. There was a request for colibariums. Uh, obviously, we could not have the pergola and not cover the outdoor class. My feeling is that would reduce the use of it about 50% because if it's a real sunny day, you're not going to yeah. sit out there and bake and have a class. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we could do away with the fence or our, 
arbor or anything we want to, but uh, with that goes a reduced appeal to use the space in the first place. Yeah. And we, we want to represent it to the com community as a place where they are drawn in to use. Yeah. And so there, there may be some point we could cut back and still keep that, but we feel like what we've got would really be something that would be appealing to the church members and to the community as well. Yeah. If you're going to do it, do it right, do it now, uh, make it attractive. And I think Bill, I need to say a word, Bill has spent hours on these plans, hours and hours. He and Don Shell at Community Tectonics, and I really appreciate all the time that they've given. What a, what a beautiful rendering of this space that, uh, that we've been looking at. Uh, another question? Um, thank you for your patience. Will there be outdoor signage to help people know about the outdoor spaces since views of this space are blocked by the main church building from the road? Um, so I think what this might be saying is uh, we, are, we do have some space, some signage that will be uh, right there next to the space, Bill, right? But we, garden sign there right. and there are signs to the ministry center as I recall yeah there uh, are so um, we may need to expand that out at the street or something yeah so I think what this is saying is um, maybe we ought to consider uh, a prayer garden adding that information on some signs that we've had out in the Dean Hill area and so forth so folks know about that I think that's a good suggestion that's a that's a great suggestion that I hadn't even thought about so uh, that will certainly be considered. We appreciate that suggestion. Um, will we be able to vote for this in multiple parts as a way to vote for the ministry building but not to include outdoor spaces? Um, uh, I, I'm not sure how to answer that question. Um, I think this is presented as a project as it is presented and I, uh, my thinking was um, that uh, I guess the, the, the church can decide what it wants to do at that meeting. It's a be a congregational meeting and if it wants to divide it up into parts and so forth, I guess that would be up to the congregation at that point in time. What will be recommended uh, unless we really hear um, otherwise is what we're talking about today. Wayne? A couple of questions and then a comment. Um, sure. Um, so has like um, the properties committee and the finance committee, yes. are, are, are they approving of this project as, as you've presented it? We have pr presented this these plans to both those committees and they're recommending to the church that we do the project at this cost. Um, the prayer garden plan, outdoor classroom plan, did, did a large part of that come from our, our prayer team? Uh, yes, uh, I would say so, Bill. We heard from a lot of people, though. The, the, the original concept for the layout, the four prayer stations in the center altar, I, I guess that was the prayer team, or it was, it was certainly by, from a member on the prayer team that that came from. So that general concept was came either directly or indirectly from the prayer team. Thank you. Game plan. Game plan. Wade has clarified it. Game plan. Game plan. Yes. Okay. Um, historically, with, uh, we've already talked about the two former locations of the ministry center. One of the challenges 
from a, from a person directly involved in that stuff has been that the, the general church uh, membership was often unaware. You know, when we had a ministry center on Middlebrook Pike, there were, most of our members didn't know. Um, so generating support and those kind of things was, was difficult. When we got a little bit closer, we, did. We, we generated a little bit more church support, but often ran into people who just didn't know that in the basement of this building over here, we had a, uh, we had a ministry center. So what an opportunity to have this really be a part of our, of our um, campus, for this to be something that is reaching out into the community, but also we want to make it impossible for any member of this church to, to, to be unaware that this is a part of what we're doing, where these ministries are, who they are, and what they're doing. The, the Bloom Center is a perfectly good example of how um, having the close proximity and all that has really generated a lot of interest. If the, if the greenhouse had been on Middlebrook Pike somewhere, it would have been a much more difficult concept. So I think it's really a great step to move everything closer to make it a part of our, uh, part of our church home. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, yeah, I think the whole purpose of this is not just simply to have a building project, but to engage our members in ministry. This, and these, these, these changes will offer ministry opportunities to a community, uh, uh, to our church, and we hope there will be more involvement of our members um, after all this work is done. Joe, you've come forward with another or a question or comment? Um, I have a... Oh. I have a suggestion. Oh, sure. Uh, or a question first. Is there going to be any uh, additions for, the, for being able to video things for, from over there and put them on the line like we're doing now, like to go virtual? Like if somebody wanted to do a wedding out there in a the little whatever you call it, uh, would that be possible? You could use that 21,000 for it. <laughs> Thank well, you, almost, you wouldn't get very far. But <laughs> well, we, we do have technology planned in the building. Right now, we do have Wi-Fi over there. Okay. Uh, and in the, the 50, uh, the, the open space in the front assembly space, Bill, we've got technology planned there. What, screen, projector, those kinds of things? Yes, we also have it outside, too, on that uh, divider wall at the classroom space. We have, we could do, we have the conduit and facilities that we could do sound, data, video from that. So you place. could you could use that same facility thing for coming this way and putting it out on the internet. The, yeah, theoretically. And again, there's there's speakers in the prayer garden, yeah. so it could be broadcast from from that place. So yeah, theoretically, it could be. Okay. I mean, I just, you know, just I mean, we don't I had, we don't have the amps and you know some of that stuff you'd have to do to. Okay. We just have to connect it all up, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, is there a way to allow church members to make recommendations about the better use of the outdoor space, specifically the classroom space and its setup? I would say we could make that available. Rachel, probably, uh, they could just email. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll recommend this. If there are suggestions from those that are online or in the room, of, 
uh, how we might could better utilize outdoor space or specifically the classroom space that it might could be better set up. If you would email that to me, Schmieder, S-C-H-M-I-E-D-E-R, at cbcbearden.org. I'll accept those, and I can certainly share those with our properties committee and our architect. Yeah. That made me think of something I failed to do a minute ago when the question came up about other ways we could use the greenhouse or the bloom. Um, I'm pretty quick to tell you things we've thought of. What I'd like to offer here along this line is if you have an idea of some way we should, could use that facility, don't hesitate to reach out to us. It's bloomcenter at cbcbearden.org. But there may be lots of ways you think of that we've not thought of. So we'd really like to hear those. Thank you, Walter. And that goes back to the whole, um, the, the whole direction of the oversight committee about wanting to incubate ministries and start new ministries and so forth. Dr. Fields is coming. Larry, thank you for coming to our meeting today. I just want to say that when I came here in 1986 in view of uh, just meeting the committee for the first time just by myself, there was a abandoned valve building, which is the core. There was a wrecker service behind the church with trucks rolling back and forth. There was an abandoned steel building where the parking lot is between us and uh, the funeral home. And uh, there was construction going on with the project that Bill Brewster had established before he left. And uh, Fellowship Hall, the old fellowship, was torn up. And when I called home that night, I said, Sandy, this is the gosh awfulest looking place I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I said, the staff and the people are wonderful. So I'm going to come back and meet with them again. And uh, I just want to say that uh, if you have faith and trust in Gary and Bill and these other folks, these committees that have made this decision, our pastor and staff, uh, we have been able to move forward on projects in the past, and we look back now and say, thank you, Lord, that we did that. I just hope there will be a positive affirmation. I just see great things, and I'm glad that Joe mentioned about the wedding. I thought, what if they asked to do a wedding out there? I guess our policies will apply that we already have in place. It would be a great place for a wedding. Some people have always said, I wish we had a chapel here, but chapels and churches are very underutilized. That's going to be perfect for somebody who wants an outdoor wedding, and it's covered, like Bill said. So I just think it's a great project, and I certainly affirm it. Thank you, Dr. Fields, for the affirmation. And Dr. Fields certainly oversaw a lot of projects here at the church through his years. And boy, the faithfulness of those members. This generation today benefits from those generations before us that has done all this work, and look at what we have now. God has put this church here for a reason, for this community. And one time we even talked about, I know since I've been here, way back, should we relocate this church? Uh, but there was something that God was sharing with us at that time. You know, God wants us right here for a reason. Uh, right here for a reason. Uh, let's see. Next question. Uh, what do you want or need at this time to accelerate the building permit process and s submit prior to the business meeting? Um, I would say, uh, do I have general consensus from those here? And I would, I would assume online, our properties committees are recommending that it would make good sense for us to go ahead and submit this plan to the city to get their reaction, get any cost 
uh, uh, related to that. Bill, to, to, to submit this to the city, there's just a small fee for, what is, is a, uh oh. I'm not sure, but I, I'm guessing it'd be a couple thousand bucks. A couple, so there would be a, a fee uh, to submit it. Uh, I hear you. Yes. Uh, what what Wade has said is so true. Um, uh, we don't want to presuppose that the church is approving this project. That's what a business meeting is, is for. Uh, but this would accelerate the process in terms of seeing what the city might require us of us to do after they see the plans. Um, and so I, uh, it could cost maybe a couple of thousand dollars to submit that. I know when we've done permits with the city before, uh, uh, you, even though you might not start the project for quite a while, uh, it's still good. You have a, pe a period of time to use that permit. So um, I would say um, that I'm sensing that this group and at least one person online thinks that might be a good idea to go ahead and submit that. And I certainly have direction from the properties committee. So why don't I uh, communicate to this group and online that we'll go ahead and uh, uh, ask our uh, contractor to go ahead and submit the permit bill. Is that the way to do it? And we'll go ahead and get their reaction and we'll have maybe some reaction by the time of our business meeting to discuss this. This is not saying that we're gonna do the project. This is simply checking with the city and letting them look at our plans for review. Okay, uh, before the landscaping is completed, can the Bloom Center be included to help with the cost of the perennial flowers? I think that would be yes, I think. We have many plants that could beautify outside. Yes, yes is the answer to that. Uh, what will be the vetting process for the ministries using the office space? Will there be a committee that will oversee the use of the space, tenants, rent rates? Yes, I think the way we've done this with our previous ministry center when it was in the Tag or Willis building, we had this uh, Central Bearden Ministry Center Advisory Committee uh, that was appointed uh, back when we started Mars Hill, I think, or maybe, maybe it was later than that. I might have misspoke that. But uh, certainly when we had the Tag space, um, I would assume that committee would continue to set um, a process up set a, uh, write down an agreement with these, these tenants that would use that space. Uh, that would uh, get reviewed by that committee uh, and they would be in charge of uh, those agreements and look over those. If there's a question, they certainly could present it to our finance committee or our, um, or our properties committee. So it would primarily begin with going through our Central Beard Ministry Center Advisory Committee would be the answer to that. Another question? What, uh, with that much roof space, would there would we be open to having solar panels to help defray some of the utility costs? Hmm. We, we haven't looked at that yet. The building is north-south, yeah. so. It's, it it's, would be better the other way. Yeah, would we, we can look at that, but obviously the costs associated with that are not I mean, again, probably 
seven or eight year payback, we might be able to recoup what it would cost, but we can certainly look at that. So there, so one suggestion might be we might could look at some solar panels. Uh, we've, we looked at that once on the church facility, uh, talked with a company and uh, they couldn't not find enough roof space going the right direction where they were kind of looking at it at that time, but that's been a number of years. Uh, so uh, that's, that's a possibility. It would, be, it would take a number of years to get that payback, that return on that investment, uh, eight to 10 years, maybe more. So, uh, but that certainly uh, is something that could be done maybe anytime. Even after the project, we could look at that further down the road. During construction, will it be safe for the Bloom Center to continue operating? I would think so. Um, we would certainly want to uh, be careful how we work with the contractor and the usage of that construction space. We'll, we'll have to uh, rope off certain areas. Fortunately, most of our Bloom Center um, traffic comes on the uh, southeast side, and we could even um, uh, uh, use the um, south side they have a big garage door opening on that side that we could have folks enter in from that side, which we're not planning on any construction on that side. So I think we could probably work Our that out. construction is all independent of the entries, yeah. the entry on the east and on the south. So we could very pretty easily fence that off to prevent foot traffic from one side to the other. I should have just turned to you first and let you answer it. Okay, good. Uh, this looks beautiful. Thanks for each of you for all of your time. Can't wait to see the finished product. Thank you. That was a nice comment. Thank you. Um, is there any concern that the elaborate outdoor space may be a bit extravagant to those who are trying to serve when they have more basic needs? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm not sure how to exactly answer that question. Um, I don't know that I necessarily see this as extravagant, maybe the word a bit extravagant. Uh, I think it certainly would be beautiful space. We wanted a space that would, um, you could look up and say, ah, you know, God. Uh, we wanted it to be a beautiful God honoring, uh, give him glories kind of space. Um, and, and that's, that's what we'd want to do, um, but certainly take care of all of our basic needs. And we certainly don't want to, I don't think this project is, um, is, is, is over the top. Personal opinion. I guess we'll just let everyone just make their own let decision about that. Let me add there are two areas that all the landscaping has been selected to try to create a feel of a mountain home, warm kind of feel, not a formal garden setting. Uh, the arbor and the pergola is out of wood. Uh, the only, you know, really formal material might be on the colibarium. They come in marble sometimes, but it's going to be a more of a informal, uh, warm, comfortable space than a formal, uh, you know, kind of space. In other words, uh, East, East Tennessee, right. mountain, yeah. uh, outdoors uh, that would fit our, this, this area of the country. I, I think so, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for help with that question, answer. Uh, the current setup of the classroom is not child-friendly. 
Is there a way to utilize our preschool ministry teachers to better define that space? Um, uh, we certainly can uh, talk with some preschool teachers, if, and we certainly are willing to receive comments. Send me comments, and we'll, we'll take a look at that. Questions? Any other questions? Are there any concerns about noise from the train, cooling unit behind the church being distracting and making the prayer garden not quiet and peaceful for medication and prayer? We certainly have uh, train noise, and we certainly do have uh, AC noise back there. We do. And it's going to be from time to time. We do. Um, we do. Uh, our church is, that's where our church is located. <laughs> that's where our church is located. So, yes, uh, there, is some, there is concern about certainly noise at times. Uh, it is so wonderful to see so many components of the game plan ready to become a reality. Thank you for all you have worked so hard on this. I appreciate that good comments. Good to get good comments. All right, now I appreciate folks online. Thank you for being online today, folks. Any other questions? Oh, that's it. Uh, well, we've been about an hour and a half. Um, I think we've covered uh, all the questions that we're aware of. Are there any other questions in the house that, that anybody would like to ask? Well, uh, I think uh, we, we're at the point of concluding. Why don't we stand? Thank you so much for taking up your Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon and coming to uh, this town hall meeting. Uh, I think it was important that we have it. Uh, your comments are worthy. If you need to send some suggestions uh, to me, uh, remember my email address is schmeter at cbcbearden.org. Uh, please do that. Um, we will, uh, it's our plan to bring this to the business meeting the third Sunday in April, I think it's April the 21st, I believe, um, at five o'clock in the sanctuary uh, for our regular quarterly business meeting. But thank you all so much for your comments and questions. And I hope we brought more clarity to you in the project. Uh, we appreciate all those uh, ideas and thoughts that have been a part of this process. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your work. Thank you for being a God who loves his church, who has resourced his church, and has used this church to reach this community and the world at large. You've put so much talent and resources in this church. Father, we seek your wisdom. We seek your direction. We thank you for all of those that have been involved in this planning, and we pray that your will would be done. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you so much for coming today.